From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hey, welcome in to Bulldogs Extra Podcast. Mark Weiser, UGA beat writer for the Athens Banner Herald with Ron Dennis, the sports editor of the Banner Herald. And Georgia football is up and running with preseason practices. They are through five as we record this on Wednesday about uh, lunchtime. A lot of news already with uh, a uh, coach away from the program and on the field with a starter injured. We'll talk about that and a lot of other stuff. Ryan, what's going on? Well, first off, uh, apologize for last week. We had a great podcast in here in the studio. And then I think maybe my foot clipped a wire or something and uh, the whole computer shut down and lost everything we had done. I know everybody was anxiously anticipating that. But here we are back a week later after football has actually uh, actually kicked off and or, or at least practice has. So a lot of excitement around the Classic City. Yeah, I brought in some uh, some bojangles last week to uh, <laughs> to uh, yeah because we, we recorded it bright and early that day, and um, you know wanted to kind of uh, tie it into the uh, name, image, and likeness deals that James Cook and Keely Ringo had. Uh, um, maybe Darnell also. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah I, I saw Cook with a little bow bag yeah. uh, yesterday. I or... can't remember who else did it. Um, so I brought in a couple of uh, bowberry uh, biscuits. Yeah, and, and Ryan enjoyed one, and then uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, came in this this week here, and uh, I thought maybe the favor would be returned, but uh, Ryan coming a little empty-handed here. Sorry, I was in a rush this morning, had uh, some high school stuff to deal with as well, so my apologies. Next time, I'll uh, get us a donut from downtown or something. Hey, we did get um, a couple of uh, likes from the Bojangles official account. Um, Two Bojangles accounts. To, oh, they have, they have multiple accounts? I don't know. Yeah, one was uh, the, the official top dog, so that was that was cool. All right, Ryan. Um, I don't know if you saw. Are, are you a Hard Knocks guy? Did you watch Hard Knocks last night? No, I, I always forget about that. Being who, who's the team this year? That'll be your your Dallas Cowboys. Of course, it would be. I bet that is high ratings. But I have not. Is that the first episode? I believe so. Yeah, I have not watched it. I did uh, DVR it. Um, the Steelers Cowboys preseason game from last weekend would have been on there, which would have been a chance to see one Tyler Simmons. Yeah, big touchdown. I believe caught uh, he caught the eye of a Steelers. Uh, I guess scout at, at Georgia's pro day, even though he was not a uh, you know recently out of school, um, came back and uh, ran there and, and I guess worked out, um, and then got signed. So caught a touchdown pass, I believe, from Josh Dobbs. So yeah, uh, you know, I saw that there's a um, you know there's a West Side of Atlanta connection there, I think, or at least Atlanta area connection with uh, Tyler from McEachern and uh, Dobbs somewhere, Alpharetta, Milton, something like that. So that was kind of cool as well. Speaking of preseason, uh, did see Eric Stokes is uh, being with the Packers. I don't know who they're playing, but I guess he's going to debut for the the Packers in the preseason. Uh, they have a thing where uh, they ride undersized bikes uh, with various colors and baskets. Um, Ron, I know you still. What do you still have? Like, um, you have a bike with one of those. Yeah, um, pink uh, and it had streamers off the uh, handles and a, and a little bell. Little bell. <laughs> um, Stokes went to uh, Walmart and bought a bunch of snacks for the uh, the the vets on the team. Um, I think it was Snickers, pistachios. I th- what else was on there? Do you remember? 
Uh, Skittles, right? Yeah, Skittles. Uh, yeah, I'm having deja vu here for some reason. Um, but yeah, there was some uh, other candies and and whatnot. Um, but yeah, man. Do you think that's endeared him to uh, you know um, Aaron Rodgers and uh, maybe so? I saw a uh, I guess it was a pic that Stokes posted on either his Instagram or Twitter of of him and uh, it looked like he was cracking Aaron Rodgers up. You know, Aaron had that that laugh back at him. I don't know if that was. Uh, Stokes trying to talk trash to Rogers, and he's like, you know, shut up, little man. You're a, you're a rookie in the league, and I'm an MVP, so get away from me. I just, you know, our receivers will toast you in practice or not. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you bought me a Snickers as a uh, veteran, I would, I'd probably be a little nicer to you. Uh, uh maybe, maybe we'll see. All right, um, the big news uh, so far of preseason camp has been Scott Cochran is away from the program. Uh, with what Kirby Smart said uh, in a statement. We actually haven't had a chance to talk to him since Friday. We'll get him again on Saturday, I believe, this week. Um, a uh, health-related matter. Um, he talked about mental health and, uh, you know, taking care of his uh, well-being. Um, you know, obviously pretty unusual, um, you know, to have a guy step away like that, special teams coordinator former Alabama strength coach, which, uh, you know, I guess before we talk about Will Muschamp and him, you know, maybe stepping in uh, on the field, um, you know, what do you make of um, this uh, kind of uh, happening as Georgia gets, uh, you know, going with her first, yeah, not, first I mean, uh, week of camp? I'm not sure what any of it means, right? Uh, you know, I guess fortunately for Georgia, they had a, a guy like Muschamp that can step in into a, into a role like that. I mean, do we know how long Cochran had been away from the program? I mean, was this a thing where, you know, it went all summer and nobody, you know, nobody knew about it? And then as practice starts, we were like, hey, I don't see Scott Cochran, you know. And, and so it pops up, you know. I I hope all is well for, for him and, and, you know, things go well. But, um, I mean, it, it almost seems like this is a way to get uh, Muschamp on the field, you know. And um, you can read into that however you want to. But, um it, you know, I know Lanning talked about he might have a hand in some of the defensive, you know, schemes and whatnot, which he obviously could have done behind the scenes. But I think if it continues on and Cochran's away for a long time and you get Muschamp on the field for uh, games, you know, what could that mean for Georgia? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to talk about Muschamp kind of second because, uh, you know, just, just the matter of the unusualness of, of a guy, um, you know, having to, to step away, um, you know, this day and age, you, you're hearing a lot about mental health. Um, we, this came on the, on the heels of, um, J, J, JT, well, yeah. sure. Simone Biles, right. uh, and, and Osaka on the tennis side, um, yeah. you know, talking about their mental health, um, you know, as it related to competition, as it related to, uh, you know, having to have media availabilities and, and facing questioning, which was uh, Osaka's deal. Um, you know, but JT Daniels in Hoover uh, sat down with with uh, McGee, um, yeah, Ryan uh, McGee, and uh, the other guy from the SEC. Marty now, Smith. Yeah. Marty Smith, Marty McGee, uh, and, and talked about he was in a, in, a, in a place, you know, after having what he said were, were some, you know, difficult uh, experiences. I mean, you know, mixed results of how he did at USC as a freshman, but, I mean, he was a true freshman starting in the Pac-12. So, I mean, you know, obviously – to win that job and and to be able to hold on to it that whole year was an accomplishment. But you know he wasn't used to going five and seven, then tears his 
knee the first uh, game of the season, uh, the next season in, in 2019, and then makes the decision after losing the starting job to, to transfer and, and hooking up with Georgia and coming cross country during a pandemic when, you know, didn't have the same ability to probably have the, the social experience that he would have, um, you know, in a normal campus situation. Um, and of course, you know, trying to bounce back from right, and uh, then not the getting not getting cleared, and then Georgia yeah. not turning to him until game number seven, I guess it was. So he said he he wanted to reach out, and um, and uh, he got help from a, a psychologist that Georgia uh, uses, um, and uh, they seem to have had a very good connection. And um, you know, Daniels obviously uh, took advantage of the opportunity, and and you know was pretty forthright with those guys. Um, so, I mean, I was already writing about what JT Daniel said, and then the, the Cochran thing kind of emerged on Sunday. And, uh, you know, when the mental health was talked about in that release from Kirby, um, you know, um, there's a lot going on in that realm uh, this month for Georgia football. Yeah, I mean, all the way around, like you had mentioned, with with all, all sports, and it kind of has come to the forefront of um, – how serious mental, um, you know, dealing with mental stress and, and all can be. And I mean, sometimes it's a, I mean, it's a life altering, you know, deal. And uh, I, th- I think it is something that needs to be on our radar more on, hey, if somebody's battling some serious issues, let them go do that. It's like, you know, if, if you were to, if you were to turn an ankle, you know, in a game, you would need some time off to, to recover from that. And it's the same thing with, with, with mental, um, you know, struggles and whatnot. So, you know, wishing the best for, for Scott. All right. Now, as it relates to, to Will Muschamp, uh, you know, Kirby hasn't addressed this at all. So uh, clearly um, he's on the field, um, which we saw from a, I need to kind of bring this up again. Georgia's practices, uh, they've now gone through five. I believe they're off today on Wednesday and then they're back at it Thursday. Um, the media are not out there. We're not getting our 10 minute window of seeing them stretching and going through some individual drills. That decision was made, uh, you know, uh, with the um, reasoning being because of the Delta variant. And um, that's why interviews are now on Zoom and not in person, just like they were in the spring. Um, You know, naturally you think when you see everybody else basically having some availability in the SEC, uh, Clemson's had a couple open practices where I think the entire practices were open. You know, how much of it truly is a Delta variant? How much of it is we don't want you to see that Scott Cochran's not here? We don't want you to see whatever else might be going on. We have a really big opener. I mean, it's hard to, to know that exactly. Um, so my point also is that uh, we haven't talked to Kirby since the, before practice even started. Um, so I'm, I'm curious what he's going to say about uh, exactly what Muschamp's doing. I mean, he's on the field. You know, they have other guys that are qualified with special teams backgrounds, including Todd Hartley, who did it at Miami, I believe did it at Marshall. Um, you know, but you have a guy like Muschamp that's been a head coach at Florida and South Carolina and obviously um, has a, a good understanding of probably, you know, every aspect of, uh, you know, the <laughs> between the defense, special teams, and, and offense. Um, so uh, I'm curious if, you know, I, I don't expect that Muschamp's the special teams coordinator per se. It might be a, a, they're kind of pitching in. As until, a team effort, in, until, all hands until, on until, until Cochran comes back, presuming that he, he does. Yeah, absolutely. Getting back to your original thing, I, 
I, I got. A, I had a feeling when things went to Zoom, uh, it might stay that way permanently for a while with Kirby. Uh, it just seems like that's more up his alley than uh, a lot of reporters shouting questions at him. You mean shouting in the team room, doing yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the thing? Yeah. Um, you know. Well, I mean, each, each reporter gets one question, and uh, we'll yeah, I think. Next he, and, I mean, my, my guess is that there's less worry about the um, interview in person with Kirby than there is about you're getting 15 minutes on the practice field to watch him. Yeah. We don't want you to see and that yeah. kind of thing. No, I I think you're absolutely right that uh, it's convenient. It's convenient that uh, you know. The, the Delta variant, so to speak, has uh, really uh, taken off, and uh, you know it's a good uh, good reason not have reporters out there. I mean, I'm not I'm out. not minimizing. I'm not either. No, not at all. But, you know, uh, with what's going on with with I, the virus. I'm not either. I'm just saying that it was uh, good for Kirby. All right, um, let's not take a break quite yet. Got a couple more things. We'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, the injury that we kind of uh, referenced at the top of the show, Warren Erickson, Georgia's starting center, has a hand injury. I understand it's to his snapping hand. Again, this hasn't been addressed. I'm sure Todd Munkin will talk about the offensive line on Thursday, about you know whether it's Cedric Van Prahn, Granger, um, whether it's uh, Blasky, Austin Blasky, uh, another guy. I mean, Salyer played. I think he stepped in in, uh, in one of the 2019 games, played some center due to an injury, I guess it was at Trey Hill. Um, you know, he's one of your experienced guys, uh, Erickson, and, you know, started a couple of games last year at the position, and you're opening up with Clemson. So uh, too early to know how long he'll be out exactly, but, you know, you need that hand <laughs> working well yeah. if you're going to be snapping the ball to JT Daniels. Yeah, it seemed like he's been a guy that's been groomed to take that spot for a while, but so has Cedric. So, you know, if Van Prawn, uh Granger – you know, steps in. Uh, I, th- I think he's a guy that they've been thinking. You know, for a couple of years is that next in line, even after uh, Warren to be the to be the next guy at center. So hey, um, you know, if he gets an opportunity, you know, uh, he he might become the guy. You know, uh, be curious to see what what kind of what we hear from um, you know Kirby and Munkin about some of these stud five-star guys that, you know, are they going to be able to get in position to play or, you know, maybe even start eventually Amarius Mims, Broderick Jones, uh, tackles, um, you know, Mims is the true freshman. Mm-hmm. Jones been around for a season. By the way, Mims, he is really taking advantage of that NIL. Um, he's doing a lot of like local stuff with banks or insurance companies really? and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so... Uh, That's kind of cool to see, actually, because all I've seen is food on a lot of these guys, it seems like. Do you have do you have who he's uh, banking with? or? I, I mean, it's something local from... Where's yeah. he from? Cochran? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's kind of cool. I know that him and... Uh, him and Brock are, you know, good buddies. I haven't seen Brock uh, on anything. Is he... Has he... Uh, I have not seen it. Hmm. Brock Vandergriff, a local star. Let me call his dad. Um, no, but... Um, Clemson's quarterback, DJ. Ukulele. No, well, that is not how you pronounce it. Ukulele. That's, you know what? I was going to ask a question to. Ukulele. Hey, look, a little behind the scenes. I was going to ask a question to uh, Dan Landing yesterday. We had a chance to talk to him. We'll, we'll get into what he said a little bit. But I was going to ask him a question. We got one shot basically to ask a question. So if I'm saying I'm the fifth guy that they're going to ask, a, they're going to call my name. If I have, I try to have like two questions because if let's say the one question I was going to ask somebody else asked it in the first four, I got to have a next one. So I was going to ask a question. That, but that's a pro level uh, media session expert. Or if you don't want to do that kind of preparation, you can just say, "Coach has practice." Let's go. <laughs> 
Coach, how do you pronounce the no, Clemson no, no. quarterback? So, you know, these things are all on video now, right? So I, I pulled up the uh, Clemson pronunciation guide, and I was ready to pronounce DJ's last name, and I'll have it in front of me now, so I'm not going to say it uh, correctly. And um, it, uh, my, my first question was never asked, so... Um, I ended up. Uh, what did you ask? I'm trying to actually. Let me let me think about this now. <laughs> no, I asked. I ended up asking about. Um, no, I know what it was. I think that was going to be my first question. Something about that. But someone else asked a Clemson-related question, I believe. So I, I went and asked you a question. Piggybacked off of it. Asked a question about Nolan Smith. Uh, no, wait, no, I didn't actually. I, I did <laughs> I, no because I got two questions. So I, I ended up <laughs> getting there was a, some extra time, and I came back and asked that. No, my first question was about the transfers, uh, Tyke Smith and Darian Kendrick, uh, kind of what they bring to the table, what their uh, skill yeah. sets are. But I digress. What were we talking about? How to pronounce Ugalele. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to the NIL, uh, DJ, the Clemson quarterback, he has a yeah. Diet Pepsi, uh, or not Diet, just a Pepsi ad uh, that he's filmed in Clemson. And uh, it's going to be part of their, I guess, commercials. Probably run that during the uh, Georgia game, I would guess. Ooh. You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, these kids can be on like commercials during games now. Are you a, are you a Pepsi guy? I'm not, oh, no, no, no. Did on. I say did I say Pepsi? Not Pepsi. Not Pepsi. Doctor Pepper. Of course, you know I'm a Doctor Pepper guy. Yeah. Diet Doctor Pepper. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Have you tried those cream sodas they came out with? Uh, you talking about Dr. Pepper cream? Well, I have to go with diet because the actual cream soda is just ridiculous on sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did come out with a zero brand. That's okay. It's okay. It's no diet Dr. Pepper, but it is sweet, man. It's like drinking caramel. All right. So this show brought to you by <laughs> Dr. It, Pepper and Bojang. Uh, does Jamari Sawyer win the left tackle job or do they play him at left guard? Um, does Tate, La- Tate Ratledge win a right guard job? Um, does Justin Schaefer play right guard or stick at left? These are the questions that we will learn. Yeah. I, I, I got a lot of options. Um, it would seem like... Is Xavier Trust the odd man out? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, that's some that's some big names that you threw out there that all seem to be, uh, you know, guys that... And, and I mean, has, has Amarius Mims or, or uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Broderick Jones come in and taken Z- Xavier's spot, you know? Are they ahead of him in the pecking order now? So, All right, we're going to come back and uh, we're going to play some... Uh, over-unders and other kind of questions uh, and uh, we'll hit on some other things Um, so we'll come back and uh, see what we got All right, Ryan uh, question I don't know if you heard this but George is pretty pretty deep at running back I've heard that before we get into that though I think we forgot to mention this how about your fifth ranked Georgia Bulldogs USA Today coaches poll is out that seems disappointing doesn't it I feel like a lot of people, you know, thought it'd be like a two-three matchup. Uh, Clemson's number two. Mm-hmm. Um, disappointing. I don't know. I mean, I, the AP poll comes out on Monday, and um, I would suspect that they might be a little higher. Uh, I did. I did have my voting, and I. I don't think I'm gonna. Get, I'm, uh, well, I might be able to kind of reveal it, but uh, I do have them higher than five. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, uh, everything you saw in the off season and stuff is like this could be a one-two matchup or a two-three matchup, and to see them come out at fifth, uh, it surprised me a little. Here's what struck me is that. Georgia's got one team on their schedule after the Clemson game that's ranked, and that is Florida, which I believe might be like number 11. 11. Um, I mean... 14's picked up votes, right? So it was like Kentucky had a couple. Yeah, I mean, this is what we knew, right? I mean, when the schedule was released, I wrote a column saying that this is a manageable schedule. This is nothing that's going to keep Georgia 
from getting to the SEC championship game. Um, you couldn't ask for more. Um, but, you know, now it's a, I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to rise up and, and be ranked that isn't now, whether it's an Auburn, uh, whether it's a Missouri. Um, I don't know. When is that Missouri game? I don't even remember. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But only one ranked team. I think Alabama's got five ranked teams on their schedule, which, you know, there's a bunch of SEC West teams that are ranked. Um, all right, let's get back to what I was talking about. Uh, running backs. I'm right. sorry. I was going to say, I mean, what what would this season be – how would it be viewed if, if Georgia didn't have Clemson on this? You know, say they started out with uh, – I don't know, Middle Tennessee or something. Well, and I mean that's not happening. They're they're playing. I know. Every so year, that's what I'm saying. How every, big is this Clemson game then? I mean, in terms of, I mean, they don't have to win it to make the champion the, the playoffs. Is that if that's what you're saying? I mean, I think you know if you have a one loss Georgia team that wins the SEC championship, I mean they're in they're in the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean they ran through a schedule of nobody. It, it doesn't matter. They're gonna be they're gonna beat a good team in, in, in Florida. December then. Or, if they, or, well, Florida and also a good team yeah. in December. Um, and nobody, they're not going to get penalized for, for losing to a, a number two ranked Clemson team if that's what happens. I mean, true. Um, all right, who's who's your leading rusher for this Georgia team? Give me a name that's not Zamir White. Um, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's if that's who you think it's going to be. I mean, we we talk about all the time about you know Cook is is a great asset in many ways, but I don't think he's going to be your second leading rusher. I think I mean this seems like a Kendall Milton type of deal where he. You know, I, I, it seems like you see praise about him all the time, and maybe he burst on the scene this year. Maybe he's even even with Zamir, you know, as far as yardage carries and stuff like that. He, you know, he's kind of in that same mold where he's a he's a guy that can bust it up the middle and bust off a long run. So that would be my answer to your question. Uh, Kendall Milton seems like the guy this year. All right, who leads this team in sacks? And you cannot say Adam Anderson. Hmm. You mentioned Nolan Smith earlier. I mean, you can say Adam Anderson because I, mean, I think it'll be Adam Anderson. But I mean, Nolan Smith is that a guy? You know, and you know he's number one ranked guy out of high school, and uh, he's had his moments. But it seems like it's time for him to really, really step forward and be that guy. What about Trevon Walker? Will he get some? Uh, expecting a little bit out of him from the defensive yeah, position? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's another good, another good call. But I think Adam Anderson is your guy this year that is going to go full beast mode. Like to see a little bit more pressure from the interior. Jordan Davis, uh, Dan Lanning yesterday was talking about how he's, uh, you know, wants him to be in the type of shape where he can be a three-down guy. Uh, he had one sack last year that he was credited for against Cincinnati, and it wasn't like he he raced out and you know tackled the guy and like had a big did just sack. Kind of fall under him or something. He kind of sort of did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, he did he did get some push to get in the backfield, but like it wasn't. Well, again, I mean, that's not his duties, is it? To get back there, I mean, that that'd be added if he can split a double team and you know put some pressure on the guy. But I mean, he's just clogging up that middle. All right, um, who's your backup quarterback versus Clemson? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so I mean, if we if we go by the spring game, Carson Beck. I mean, he was number two in that. I mean, he's a four-star recruit. You know, yeah. I guess you look at Stetson being a guy that got a lot of experience last year. Uh, of course, started a lot of games. But I mean, I think after after practice and Carson, you know, growing into the position, he's your guy, right? I think if uh, if it's a tight game and JT Daniels, uh, you know, sprains an ankle and they got to put someone in. Uh, I'm not sure that they don't go again with Stetson just because he's been in these 
environments. He's played a you know one against a top ten Auburn team. Um, we'll see. I mean, hmm. that, it's a, it's hard to know uh, if you think that your defense can win it and your running game can win it. Um, you know, they might do that. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, that would be funny if like the pecking order is uh, let's say JT. Um, uh, Carson back and then I mean what if Brock Vandergriff was even third on the depth chart they they would do it though where it'd be like <laughs> Carson Beck or Stetson Bennett or Brock Vandergriff wouldn't they? they wouldn't even let us know what the pecking order was I mean I think against UAB uh, I think Carson Beck would be your, your, yeah. your guy because I yeah. don't think they'd be worried about losing that game right all right, I'm going to give you uh, three names. Tell me which of these guys uh, you think will have uh, make you know kind of a bigger preseason. Uh, will make a move that will be significant. Uh, Justin Robinson, uh, receiver, tall, another big guy that they can count on on offense uh, at the X position, but you know maybe hadn't really proven it yet. Mm-hmm. Didn't see him in the spring game. I think he was injured. Maybe Brock Bowers, true freshman, made some noise in the spring. Um, obviously, you got Darnell Washington. You got John Fitzpatrick at tight end. Uh, MJ Sherman, outside linebacker, who uh, we talked about the pass rush. I mean, here's a guy that came in as a, I think it was a high four star, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. Which of these, of which of these guys you think can make some noise? Um, yeah, you know that's the that's the thing where um who was the <clears throat> how about the big receiver and and um the freshman in in spring game that played so well um ad mitchell yeah uh that seems like a guy that you know maybe he could step in there and uh be a fourth or fifth guy or maybe even like uh uh like burton last year and you know have his moment to shine so uh i'll go with him but that wasn't one of the three options I gave you. I didn't know. I didn't know I had to choose from your options. I thought you Robinson, were giving suggestions. Robinson, Bowers, Sherman. I mean, Robinson's a guy you hear from. You hear he's having great practices. He's showing out. He's doing you know uh, all this stuff against Georgia's defense, and then you don't see him. So uh, maybe this is his time. Maybe he, you know, if he, if he um, can can keep himself together, do well in practice, maybe he'll get a couple moments uh, to to show out in practice i do like sherman though i mean he's a guy that you know seems to fall in that line that kirby loves to do where you know you get a little your feet wet on special teams you get in a little bit here and there and then all of a sudden you're ready to to break out so uh maybe sherman is a is a guy who uh is a bit under the radar at the moment but uh can step in there and and fill some uh fill some shoes at either that outside uh you know linebacker or, or you know maybe a straight up linebacker Ryan, I uh, don't want to bring up this subject called COVID again. Yep. In fact, um, can mention that, that there's been some comments. I haven't checked in any time recently, but uh, it seemed like the people didn't enjoy uh, when we talked about COVID during the, the COVID season of last year. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, this is probably a good time to say that um, go to uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I guess Apple has to be to, to make a comment. Give Ryan a five-star review. He deserves it. Yeah, thanks. Because not, not only does he talk about the Georgia Bulldogs on this. When the show's over and I'm I'm driving home, Ryan is in here putting together the the show. Uh, I'm trying not to delete it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I bring this up because uh, only yesterday the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey uh, tweeted out about this football season as it relates to getting vaccinated, uh, and um, it was kind of a thread. Uh, and I want to quote him directly. He said. Um, 
one year later, we have managed, we have learned to manage through this environment, but we do not have control of the COVID realities around us. COVID rates are at the highest we have seen in months. Hospitalization rates continue to increase. The Delta variant is real, he said. In preparation for the season, vaccination rates... Well, let me just get to this point. This is the kind of uh, the crux of it. We know that nothing is perfect, but the availability and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines is an incredible product of science. Sankey said, not a political football. We all need to do our part to support a healthy society like the SEC a year ago. He says, will you try now with us to return toward normal? So my question to you, as Sankey tweets that, is how normal will this football season be? Will we be able to have 92-746 in Sanford Stadium? <laughs> I think we will. I think, you know, I think that schools want to, you know, schools will do it until the SEC tells them, and I don't know that they would. But, you know, those comments reflect exactly what he said. I mean, strong comments at SEC media days, you know, about how, you know, if if we want to have that many people in the stadium, we got to do our part. And um, I think, I think schools will have it. I think somebody will have to tell schools not to do that. Well, I mean, I, I think and, Va- Vanderbilt might be an outlier. I mean, they have a very strict. I mean, you know, Georgia's playing Vanderbilt September twenty something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna they have a policy where you got to send um, you know either a negative COVID test or a vaccine uh, proof of, of vaccination to have access to go to the press box to do interviews. Um, you know, and I imagine they might might ask that for their fans there. Well, yeah, and you know, I saw that at a. Um at a concert too recently they're going to turn to that but i mean as more things get postponed or canceled i mean i think somebody's going to have to step in and say hey i mean are you going to get ninety two thousand vaccinated people in sanford no i mean georgia's not requiring that i mean they're going to school next week Uh, uj starts on wednesday there's no mass mandate there's no vaccination requirement right um they encourage it um but and that's that there's a difference on that so we'll see i mean hopefully uh we won't see uh you know there, there it doesn't look like there's going to be any kind of postponement of games there will be uh forfeitures if your roster is such that you don't have enough players to be able to you know feel like you can you can have a team that can compete uh notable that lane kiffin said 100 percent of his program is vaccinated kirby said last week 85 the number was no it was above 90 oh okay that uh, the media day said uh, yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, there's some progress at that. And, and I think Sankey made the point as well that, um, you know, SEC programs are way ahead of their communities in terms of vaccination. So right. we are still, what are we, three weeks from Saturday is the opener against Clemson. Um, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, maybe I, I don't know how much influence Greg Sankey has with the SEC footprint states and people to, to get that um, you know we'll, we'll see how this plays out um, it's been a quiet week for recruiting for Georgia but last week as we talked about on our podcast that never saw the light of day <laughs> wide receiver uh, Dylan Bell out of Houston offensive lineman uh, Griffin Scroggs out of Grayson, who flipped from Georgia Tech. Both are three stars. I know, Ryan, that you've been in your basement. You've been breaking down. Tell me a little bit about... No, I know yeah, prefer you not bring up me living in my parents' basement still. That's not true. He does not live in his parents' basement. Um, all right. Hey, by the way, I saw Anthony Edwards was on... Um, I actually didn't. I stumbled upon this. I'm not watching any NBA Summer League. I know it's well, on. I caught a little of the Hawks yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I mean, didn't the NBA season just end? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, but um, 
Anthony Edwards was in the crowd uh, one of these games and uh, just turned 20 years old last week. So he's not playing for their summer league. No. <laughs> I mean, are there any? No, no, no nobody's I'm playing, right? I'm messing with you. Only the, those that are just drafted. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the rookies. <laughs> but Yante Maiden is playing summer league with Orlando. I have not seen any of his statistics. I don't know what you know what he's done, and I don't know if it has any bearing on his ability to get on an NBA roster when training camp. Man, I hope around. he makes it. I'll pull for that guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, before we get out. I guess just mention one more thing. Um, wrote last week about Manny Diaz getting a contract extension. The longtime Georgia tennis coach, I believe he is sixty-eight, uh, extended through twenty twenty-five. Uh, Jack Bowerly is 69, and he's just coming off a very successful run as an assistant coach at the Olympics with a bunch of um, you know medal winners representing Georgia. Ryan, how much uh, do those guys have left in the tank, you think? Well, I, I think Bowerly coming off of the, um, the successful Olympic run, I mean, a lot was made out of Georgia swimmers, you know, being big time at that. And uh, so... I think Jack goes just as long as he wants to. I mean, whenever he calls it quits, I don't, I don't think there's uh, any any time. And he's an active guy. You know, he's out there kayaking and all sorts of you know junk. And so uh, I think he's he'll be around for for quite a while. Manny, I mean, they had a little slump, you know, past couple of years. Um, but I think he's another guy that can go just as long as he wants to. I mean, he's in he's in good shape and uh, you know got the team back to a little bit of uh, respectability this past year. So. I think I think both could go ten more years if they wanted to. All right, Georgia's scrimmaging Saturday, uh, we believe, um, and practice. Then that will be three weeks out from the opener in the Mayo Classic. Is that what it's called? The Classic Duke's Mayo Classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan, next time I want you to bring bring a, some tomato sandwiches. I was gonna say pregame meal is nothing but a jar of mayo just sitting at your uh, workstation. Br- bring some tomato sandwiches. It's got to be on white bread, right? Uh, tomato sandwich on white bread with these, uh, you know. Yeah, or, you know, I'm I'm good in southern, but never has that appealed to me. <laughs> That's just gross. I went a couple of years ago to the Terrapin Brewery. They had a tomato, uh, you know, deal um, out there. Well, you know, you could get tomato sandwiches. You know, did you you ever eat p- p- uh, banana banana sandwiches? Uh, I, I used to have a grandmother that would make that with uh, mayo on it. Oh, with mayo? That doesn't sound... And it sounded... I mean, uh, I, it, it, from what I remember, it tasted okay. And but now it like makes me gag a No, bit. I think with like you know like chocolate spread or something. Peanut butter or Nutella. Yeah, yeah I can yeah, see that. But yeah. she used to make it with mayo. Yeah. All right, everyone have a great uh, rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next week, assuming that uh, you know we can get everything up and running uh, technology-wise. Yeah. All right, right-click, save as. Here we go. See ya. See ya.